Good evening, everybody. I'm extremely happy to be here <coughs> since I started my career as an economist. And uh, of course, I've had the opportunity to see uh, what we have done with the energy industry over the last uh, 30 years. Deregulation started more than uh, 20 years ago, 25 years ago, in fact, by the <coughs> Electricity Act 99 uh, in the UK. And uh, we had big hope of creating a single European energy market to strengthen uh, the overall economy of Europe. After 25 years, where are we today? I have to say that uh, in, the electric uh, in the electricity industry, it's a nightmare. We have overcapacity everywhere. <coughs> we are burning more coal at a time. All European uh, policymakers are making a big uh, effort to try to uh, tackle climate change. <coughs> Uh, we have uh, increased subsidies in an unbearable uh, ways. Uh, you know the numbers. Germany is uh, spending uh, something like 22 billion euros as pure subsidies every year. Uh, Italy, it's around 12. Spain, it's uh, around 10. France, it's around uh, 7. But don't worry, France will catch up. Uh, and uh, in a period of crisis, you know, it's... Uh, uh, definitely a question. Uh, as a company, Edison, part of the ETF group, uh, we close gas fire power station uh, and we, we make no money at all at transfer, transforming gas into power when Italy as a whole has made a big effort to uh, renovate its entire electricity system by switching from uh, fuel oil to gas in a very short period of time during the, the last 15 years at a great expense of investment, which are uh, more or less stranded today. <coughs> On the gas business, I would say that uh, the gas industry has been slower to deregulate. Uh, we had, uh, less than 10 years ago, still uh, regional or national monopolies. <coughs> but the gas industry has made a, a lot of progress in deregulating its uh, business, you know, and now there is no one single pure gas player in Europe. They have all disappeared. They have all been uh, swallowed by electricity company. There is no, not anymore, pure gas player. At least national monopolies have disappeared, except for the transmission network, as Jean-Michel uh, <coughs> said. On the gas business, you know, uh, we discover that gas is a fuel of uh, a backup fuel for Europe. Europe will need more gas in the future, just because uh, domestic resources of European gas are decreasing. North Sea <coughs> is no longer able to produce the gas Europe needs, <coughs> and uh, we will have to rely on more and more imports. You know, and uh, we discover that gas is, uh, of course, a commodity, but first, first of all. It's a question of uh, external and uh, uh, external policy and uh, geopolitical problem. You know, then my <coughs> my comment would be uh, facing this uh, situation, uh, taking into account that uh, Europe has barely a competition policy. It has not an energy policy, and definitely not a foreign policy. Then we can continue to uh, dream to have soon an energy policy at the European level. 
or to have soon a, a common foreign policy at the European level, but I prefer to be more pragmatic and to consider that there are some few things the member states will not agree on and that we must take advantage of the diversity. Let me take an example. I'm coming from a country who has just decided to ban the shale gas exploration. We are here in a wonderful country who has decided for the second time three years ago to renounce to nuclear energy. What would be a European compromise? Of course, we know the result. It will be no shale gas, no nuclear anywhere. Then, you know, I consider that we should accept the diversity of local, of national situation and try to work on that. And I would suggest for Europe to concentrate on what can be done only at the European level and to let the subsidiarity to play for all the other details. And uh, today, <coughs> I would suggest that the only thing which is uh, to be done at the European level is to set a CO2 target. Europe has been able to create the first CO2 market. It has been a little bit broken during the last few years. Let's Europe to concentrate on trying to make it right and to have at least a European CO2 price. It will be probably the most efficient public uh, <coughs> uh, policy uh, uh, public policy tool to uh, combat climate change, probably much more efficient than subsidizing uh, in a different way uh, renewable and, uh, you know, coming to the wonderful result to subsidize sun, uh, uh, sun power when there is no sun. Uh, I like to say that Hamburg has 784 hours of sun every year uh, and not in uh, <coughs> not where there is a sun, you know, um, <coughs> and to subsidize uh, uh, wind where there is no wind, uh, of course. Then uh, it would be a, a probably a, a more efficient uh, economic policy tool to concentrate on a, CO2, a single CO2 price, and uh, it would be a great achievement if Europe can agree on just that for the... Uh, <coughs> for trying to improve the situation of uh, the electricity market and the uh, electricity system. As far as gas is concerned, my recommendation would be uh, just for Europe to try to concentrate on having uh, something like a common view on the relationship with Russia. Russia is uh, by far the biggest reservoir of gas closest to, to Europe. Uh, we all talk about shale gas, you know, but uh, let's be realistic. Shale gas in, U in the U.S. is produced at a price of, uh, at a cost of between four to five dollars per million BTU. <coughs> uh, if you add some transport, you know, you, you are at around ten. Russia has immense resource of gas, not even unconventional, but just conventional at something like uh, 0.5 or even one dollar per million BTU. Uh, on top of that, you know, uh, and what has been made with, uh, between China and Russia, uh, reminds that Russia is the only country able to arbitrate between Asia and Europe with its gas. 
not only with its gas pipe, but also now with its uh, uh, LNG. Uh, Russia is developing a second Qatar, no less than that, in the north, uh, northern part of the, of the continent, and can easily reach uh, Asia or Europe in a shorter route compared to what Qatar or tomorrow Iran can do. And we have to cope with, uh, with Russia anyway. Uh, if Europe could concentrate on building a negotiating position, a sensible negotiating position with Russia, it would help tremendously to uh, solve one of the problems of uh, the industry we have today in Europe, which is to secure the supply of gas for at least a while before we can run uh, without any conventional fuel. Uh, <coughs> this is my two comments. <coughs> now, of course, uh, you are working on uh, much more complex issues. And uh, I think that uh, what has made the regulators, the 28 regulators in Europe, has been to try to build from bottom up, you know, some uh, solution to <coughs> improve the competition between the different bits and pieces of the industry, and it is useful. And I would uh, say that uh, this is a bottom-up approach which is useful, which has to be recognized as such, and uh, be uh, let uh, uh, the possibility to work practically without dreaming that the Europe, uh, Brussels, will uh, be in a position to solve the problem uh, because of the differences I was mentioning between member states. I would just add one comment, <coughs> just to, to fuel the debate, you know. Uh, of course, 28 regulators and 28 different regulations, uh, or at least 28, you know. Uh, Sometimes uh, countries are even more complicated than that and uh, create some differences within their own territories to make things more interesting. <coughs> Could uh, be uh, quite strange. Now, I would say that, do you believe that uh, a single European re regulator could be more independent than 28 national regulators? This is an open question for me. I observe that uh, very often the political process at the European level is based on compromises and uh, what the industry needs is really independent regulator which precisely not accept to compromise with political short-term political objective. Uh, we have a, a contract Dictory example with independence of the European Central Bank, but it, uh, uh, it works only for 17 out of the 28 countries. Then this is uh, just a remark I wanted to uh, give to you. Thank you.